everybody. It's Cindy here with the Life Makeovers podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I wanted to create a space to have intimate conversations with people about real life, things they've really been through. Because as we all know, once we've been gotten to midlife, we've been around the block a time or two or more. And so I wanted through these conversations to hopefully provide a space for you to hear others so you don't feel so alone in whatever you're experiencing in the middle of your life and to offer our golden nuggets, things that we've learned in the process to help navigate these very interesting years in our lives. And uh, today I have with me one of my favorite people on earth. You're gonna love her. Her name is Amy Rose Carrillo. Amy, it's so good to have you here with me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Amy, just to get us started, well, I guess you and I met, um, I've lived in Lawrence for six years now. So we've probably known each other for five or five and a half. I'm not sure when we exactly yeah. we met, but uh, when I met you, you were in the coaching space like me. So we, we kind of met through our network of coaching friends and so forth and other women entrepreneurs we know and so forth. And uh, life has evolved in many ways for you as it does for all of us. So how would you like uh, to introduce yourself today? What do you want our listeners to know right now? I'd say right now I'm just figuring it all out. <laughs> I've had times in my lives where I think I know what I'm doing and where my path is going. And now I'm just kind of open and I've learned to surrender and just go with the flow. Oh, surrender and go with the flow. Well, that sounds delightful. Well, when you get it all figured out, will you let me know so that we, then we can both know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't think I'll ever have it all figured out. That's one thing I've succumbed to. <laughs> I think, you know, isn't that what life is? It's just the journey, right? It's not right. the destination, but it's the journey. Right. Like the more I go through it, I've been doing a course in miracles a lot lately. And the more I like dive into that, just the whole idea of like, I know nothing, like I don't have to have it figured out, like just being more present to every day and like being more open and like lots of like control that I've had to let go of a lot of that the last few years. So that's kind of what I'm embracing right now. Ooh, I love that. I love it. So how's it going applying that to your life? It's really good. It's taken a lot of work to get here. Um, but yeah, I, I think once I've really embraced it, I mean, it, it's that continuous um, spiral, right? Like we keep coming around to the same lessons that we need to learn or hear or <laughs> just keep coming up in life. But yeah, the more I surrender to it, the, the easier things go. Yeah. Wow. Well, and with, I mean, you're a wife, you're a mother of four, you're a hardworking person. You're, I mean, you got a lot going on just on any old regular day, right? Yep. Yep. Every day is new. <laughs> but that too, like I was talking to someone about kids and they were, I think, they, I don't remember who it was. They had a couple of kids and I'm like, I just don't know how you do it with four. And I'm like, you know, like if anything I've learned, like once we had three and then four, like it really, again, it let, it gave me that permission to let go of control because I couldn't do it all. And so I gave up trying to do anything perfectly. <laughs> I gave up trying to like ever have a handle on it. Like, I, I don't know, again, that, that's been the continuous lesson that comes up is, you know, to let go of that control and just go with the flow. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. We, I, you know, that word perfection too, I think has come up in almost every conversation I've had with women so far. Mm-hmm. So there's something there out there that we, we all have that word show up in our lives, right? And then we realize yeah. that doesn't exist. Like perfection is not, that does not exist other than there's a word in the dictionary for us to get obsessed about. Right. Right. Well, and that, the word perfection or like that controlling or type A personality that never resonated with me. But I think in my mind, I always had this ideal version of myself or an ideal version of my expectations and the way it should go or, you know, how I was raised. And like, those are the things that I've kind of had to, you know, really look at and be like, why, you know, why is it that way? Or why would I want it that way? And if it's not, it'll all be fine. So letting go of those. Yes, just knowing we're okay wherever we are is, it's very comforting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I say to people all the time, just, just give every day, give your best. And some days for some people, it is not getting out of your pajamas and binging on Netflix all day. And that's their best that day. And that's okay. Right. Right. Probably, but you know, it's okay for a day or two. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's that balance too, of like, you know, giving into what you really need or want instead of like those shoulds or have tos. like sometimes, yeah, we have to get out of bed and we have to go to work or whatever, but then some days you just aren't feeling it. Just let yourself not feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So much grace we need, right. In life. And I don't think we give ourselves enough grace. No, we don't. (laughs) we don't yeah so when you thought about midlife I don't well I don't know if you did think about it way back when but if you ever had a vision for it what was that what did you think it was going to be like did you know know, I really didn't I I had (laughs) I never thought ahead to the future like as a kid like I had this I'm a little morbid but I always had this idea that I was going to die young and so I just never really made plans like never really figured out what I want to do in college like so again just kind of going with the flow but yeah Mm -hmm. I it's surprising how quickly it's crept up um (laughs) yeah yeah when you start doing numbers you just start to say well they weren't that old and then you keep moving that number uh, away you know as people pass away and things but um yeah I'm just kind of here for it I've never really been a big planner or had I think I've had to let go of those expectations again so I just I'm really just open to whatever comes and Mm -hmm. you know I just want to be healthy and feel good and enjoy my life as much as I can in every day Mm, well, that sounds like a wonderful, wonderful little standard to set for your life. So yeah, you know, thinking about middle age, when my parents got divorced, my mother was 36 years old and I thought she was ancient. I mean, <laughs> she was so old to me. Now I'm 20 years past that age. You know, I'm almost 56. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, oh no, sorry, mom, you weren't ancient. <laughs> I apologize. My bad. Really, really bad. Sorry. That's so true. Yeah. I think we all have this vision of like, and yeah, for my parents, it's around age in their mid thirties is when I thought of them as like parents and old. And now I keep going back to that and like, they were so young. Yes. (laughs) Now I like look at my friends and I think of like how my kids would picture my friends and I'm like, oh, we're the old people now. Like, this is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really odd, isn't it? So what's been the hardest part of midlife for you thus far? anything just jump out as well 
Um, <laughs> I, I'd say like pivoting. I mean, I, I've pivoted a lot in my life with careers and, mm-hmm. you know, circumstances. And while I have chosen a lot of those, I think some of those transitions have been difficult for me, you know, just what you picture yourself like, um, you know, like the, I was an entrepreneur, I was in law enforcement for a while, about a decade. And then I was an entrepreneur for the last decade. And so, and now I'm back in the workforce. So just like those big pivots where you like really see yourself a certain way or the kind of lifestyle you want and then adapting to that. Um, COVID has been a huge pivot and transition for me. I was unfortunate enough to get COVID right when it began and before we knew anything about it. And then I had long COVID before we knew that was a thing. And so going through like being gaslighted by doctors and society and myself and shooting on myself a lot, like having to, um, having to surrender that even though I thought I was healthy and doing all the right things, that bad things still happen, you know, which obviously I knew in my mind, but until it happened, I, I always thought in going through like being a coach and personal development, which I've been a student of for a long, long time. I really always think that I can figure my way out of things. Like I can think my way out of things or I can work out and get through things. And with COVID, I, I still say I'm, I'm almost there, but I've been saying that for two and a half years, but like, I really am feeling way better, but mentally, emotionally, physically, but it's been a two and a half year journey of just utter despair and hardship and mm, like beyond like what I can even imagine like it's crazy to even think about how how low I was and how awful it's been but um so yeah that's been a huge huge pivot for me and just seeing what that's done to our society and friendships um it's just changed a lot about my worldview and some good some bad um you know as anyone that goes through a major transition in their lives but I'd say that's definitely been the biggest transition for me. Well, I, you know, I've told you before, but I'm going to say it again. I am so appreciative of you because first of all, yes, when you got COVID, I heard you got COVID. It was so early on. It was when we knew basically nothing. So this was pre-vaccination. This was pre-medication. It was pre-pre every, it was just almost like the word was just entering our society kind of and then all of a sudden Amy's got COVID she's in bed sick as a dog and we're like what what Amy I mean it was like one of those wake-up calls for me that helped me to take COVID seriously right off the bat and so you gave me a gift that way and I'm so sorry you went through so much but I do appreciate that you you know, really, it was a wake up call to me right away that someone I knew that was so young, healthy, you know, the picture of health, the picture of joy, whatever, you know, could uh, be so physically compromised by COVID. I mean, I, I couldn't believe how long you were sick in bed, you know, just struggling, 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 and then long COVID, the whole thing. And uh, so it was a real wake up call. So I appreciate that. And then, um, you know, for those of you that don't know, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Amy, but Amy used her experience to help educate people. At least I, that's how I viewed your sharing and things that you did. And I thought, oh, what a gift this is. I mean, you were really, I felt like you were really trying to turn something that was very awful for you and try to help people. 
I thought, wow, that's, that's, was very giving of you at a time where I wouldn't think you had a whole lot you could give when you were literally just a whole lot else to do. I mean, but honestly, at that point, I just wanted people to take it seriously because I, not that I didn't take it seriously, but I mean, like you said, it was, it was right when things shut down in the U S so it was mid-March, 2020. Um, and so, you know, we were literally joking around at my job of like, we had like face masks, you know, I mean, face masks, but we had like goggles at the time I was doing house arrest for, um, law enforcement. And so we had to like meet with our clients and like put house arrest bracelets on them, be really in close contact. So like we were joking around and I had a cold, but like, so thinking like I'm healthy, if I get it, who cares? No big deal. Because that's what they were saying. You know, you had to have pre, you know, pre-existing right or be obese or whatever and I'm like well I'll be fine and so when I got it I mean 90 years old or right it was a complete wake-up call I mean I had pneumonia I've never been sick like in any certain in any way like that and so for me I just wanted I wanted to get the word out so people took it seriously so they could wear a mask so they could quarantine so they could you know I was just like I don't want anyone to go through or going through plus we had no idea about anything back then so you know I was terrified when I saw we were supposed to be, everyone was supposed to be quarantined. I'd see friends going to get a Dr. Pepper at McDonald's or, you know, everyone's like having a great time and baking and I'm sitting in bed dying and I'm like, take this seriously. It's not a joke, like protect yourself. So, yeah. 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 And yeah, exactly. And, and I remember too, when we were all quarantining there right off the bat, we thought we'd be quarantining for oh, a couple of weeks, 30 days. <laughs> years and decades later we're going back through it and <laughs> it's like wait a second so and and of course you know I don't I don't want to judge anyone who has a different response to COVID than I do or whatever but I just uh, appreciated that you you helped teach me anyway early on that it this can happen to anyone this can happen to healthy people this can happen to young people this can happen to and it can be very serious and of course we've all known people who've gotten it too it's been like a little cold and they sniffle a couple times and they're they're through it too so it's a strange beast if anything anything, it gave me a lot of empathy for people that you know go through medical things where you know they're hidden you know where they look fine on the outside and inside yeah. they're with so many you know whether and I've always had that empathy for mental illness and other things but it just really made me feel for the physical ailments and I mean I equate it to like I'm not saying COVID's like cancer but you know you know people that get cancer and they die they're really sick and then other people get it and they're fine you know they, yeah. you know I mean there's such a range of things and mm-hmm. I think we have such um I don't know it's just interesting to see people's empathy and for certain diseases or for certain things. So if anything with like long COVID, I think people that have um, sort infectious or no, not infectious, brain fog still a um, condition. I can't think of words, um, autoimmune disorders and things like that. You know, so many people for years have suffered with things and been gaslighted by the medical community. And I think this is hopefully helping by people talking about this and having it be such a global pandemic. Hopefully more research will go into that to alleviate you know, the pain and suffering that people go through. I hope so too. So how did you navigate that whole chapter in your life? I mean, like what, what helped you the most to keep going, to get through, because it was such a tediously long. Yeah. I mean, different things at different times. Um, you know, initially 
we have a mutual friend who's a coach. So um, their, their web, they did uh, like group coaching, basically like that helped me get through just to see other people. I mean, social media as bad as it can be at times that definitely helped music um, because reading is usually my solace, but like my brain was so messed up. I couldn't read. I couldn't watch TV even. I mean, it was so wow. music helped a lot. Um, and then as I started to get you know, out of the trenches, therapy, of course, coaching, um, a lot of grounding work, um, exercise is usually something I, I use to help that I couldn't exercise. I'd post ex exercise fatigue. So that was, you know, it's like all of my normal tools I couldn't access. So that was also that thing about surrendering and about like having to pivot reading and exercise are my, my go-tos for everything, every single day, like and I couldn't do those. So like having really like, who am I? What am I doing? I quit my job because of it, because I got COVID for a second time. I didn't feel like they were being uh, respectful or safe enough. So I had to pivot again and quit my job, you know? So just a lot, a lot of just evaluating and feeling safe and putting up boundaries and, you know, the whole idea of, you know, it's okay if we don't agree that type of thing. Like I just had to put boundaries out and be like, no, it's not a, like, because I'm dealing with it and I'm experiencing it and I'm telling you what it's like. And if your choices are affecting that, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't work for me. So just a lot of boundaries and a lot of, yeah, a lot of that, but grounding for sure. You know, all those kind of tools, grounding, breath work, meditation. I had to stop trying to run. I had, I had to really just like, you know, like give myself permission to just stop <laughs> and like, maybe you should stop all these things and just start at ground zero and build back up. And so that's what I had to do. Yeah. So a lot of what happens to people in all kinds of transitions in midlife is they have to reinvent themselves and reinvent right. being. And yeah. that's, I feel like that's what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it was. And, you know, even work-wise, like now I'm in a office job working nine to five, which I've never done, <laughs> never done. And so even that, like I had to, I saw, I, whenever I looked to change jobs, um, an opportunity came up to work where a friend works. And when I walked in immediately, like there's plants everywhere. I saw like a personal development book and they had like a cat, a, uh, uh, what's it called when an animal, like a therapy animal, they had a, a, therapy, a, dog or a therapy cat, they had a cat mm -hmm. here. So like, it was just a nurturing environment. And so like realizing that maybe it's not something I'm supremely passionate about, or maybe it's not being an entrepreneur, it's not, you know, exciting, but it's nurturing. And that's what I need right now at this point in my life. I can leave work behind. I don't have to think about it over the weekends. I'm not worried about it, which I've never had a job like that at all. So real, you know, like really just realizing that even though if it doesn't check all the boxes, I usually would check for what I would want maybe it's gonna you know maybe just be open to it like maybe this is what you need right now and it has been it's been very very nurturing so I think that's part of it too eliminating stress yeah yeah it sounds like it fits with with how your needs evolved over time and uh, that you you know the importance of surrounding yourself in an environment that feels really really good and yeah. that feels aligned and so yeah so isn't it interesting that sometimes we think we have to have all our boxes checked, but yet are all the boxes ever checked? I don't know. Right. No. I don't mean that in a pessimistic way, but just in a like, you know, right. what's best right now? What feels good right now? 
could exactly. that be enough, yeah. you know? Right. And so kind of throwing away those like five-year goals or 10-year goals or who, you know, career goal, like, yeah, that that's great. And it works sometimes for some people or for a season, but like, mm-hmm. not right. You know, like it, it, that's, it's okay not to have that too. And just letting that be fine and realize like, I'd rather give all that kind of stuff up to just feel peace or to feel, you know, safe or to feel calm. You know, those, those have kind of been the words that I've been like looking at and looking for and realizing that at this point in my life, that's what I need. It's not abundance and it's not adventure. It's just like peace. (laughs) I just want to feel peaceful and healthy, you know? Yes. Oh, that sounds wonderful, actually. And from my perspective too, peace and calm and health. I mean, yay. Right. No, I, I just spent some time with family and I have some little grandchildren. And one of the things I love about seeing life from a two-year-old's perspective is everything is the, the simplest thing is everything like, you know, watching a bug crawl on the side or watching a blinking light and being fascinated with it, or, you know, just there's nothing fancy about it, but yet it's pure joy. It's pure fun. It's pure amazement over simple things. And I, I think that's part of what you're saying too. You just, you've dialed it down to where adventure is feeling calm. Like it's right. that is the adventure is how calm can I feel? How healthy can I feel? How good can I feel with what I'm doing day to day? I mean, sounds like a great script for a great life to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally true. And that's funny. I just, in A Course in Miracles last night, that's exactly what the story was. It was like a three-year-old walking on a sidewalk and it's, it's just being like present in the moment. And, you know, like, we get so muddied up with all the shoulds and all, you know, the to-do lists and all that, which again, I'm all about like setting goals and going for it. But like, it's also nice if, yeah, the adventure is to get up and be able to walk down the block with breath in your lungs, you know, like it's really just dialing it down to like that base. It's like the Maslow chart, you know, like I'm just doing the base level right now and that's okay. Like that's enough. Yeah. So you have a new level of appreciation for even your breath that we, oh yeah granted most yeah well yeah and it goes back to kind of having empathy for people and not judging you know I never try to judge people but of course we all do and so you know in the past when I was being an entrepreneur and coaching I'm sure and there was toxic positivity it was kind of you know now that's a bad positivity is a bad thing but you know but, but back in the day I can see where I did that because again as a student of personal development that's a lot of it right mind over matter like manifest do what you want like all those things and that's great, but it doesn't always work, you know? And that's the part I had to release of like, but no, I know I can think my way out of this and do it better. And sometimes you just can't like, and I think I always judge people for that. Like, oh, well, you're creating this. How are you creating this? You know? And so I dealt with that a lot in my own head. Like, how am I creating this? Why is this happening to me? You know? And like, I'm going to fight it and be optimistic. And I'm, you know, and sometimes you just can't like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I did it the wrong way, but (laughs) I couldn't think my way out of it. I couldn't manifest my way through it. I I just had to lie there. 
yeah, you know, that's, this is interesting because I, I believe a lot of those things too, that, you know, my thoughts create my reality and I need to take hundred percent responsibility for my life. I mean, I talk about those things in right. my book, you know, the midlife makeover method. I believe all of that. And I also believe in surrendering and flow and calm and, yeah. you know, I, for me, they all can mesh together nicely, but I hear what you're saying. It, there, there's a lot of, um, there's a real temptation to do, you do, right. do, 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 right? Like I think we're supposed think we're supposed to be doers in life, and the more we get done, the more we accomplish, the more accolades we go for, the more this or that 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 is mo that more is better. And I, what I hear you saying is, you know, let's let's keep it simple. Let's, you know, let's at least for now, I mean, really, yeah, really, really that's whatever we value the most. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so reading and exercise were your two biggest go-to sort of coping mechanisms or ways to keep your balance or whatever. And then you got COVID and you couldn't do either of those. So you had, you learned ways, ways to turn to other things, music, meditation, so forth, grounding. Now, where are you at with that? Like what's, what helps you the most in your life just to keep that balance you want and keep those yeah. values? It changes. I mean, I've had to learn how to um, um, challenge myself in different ways. So like when I, I, I just like made a decision because I tried to exercise and I did it really slowly. Like what I thought was really slowly too. So that was the most frustrating part. So like last November, I just, after a year and a half of that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop running. Every time I try to run, I can do it, but then it sets me back for like a week or two. So I, I just decided one day I'm not going to try to run anymore. And I'm just going to do yoga and meditation every morning, like whatever that looks like. And so I've done that now for a full year. And so wow. I think that, right. So that's helped just building that base. And then I've, I introduced in like a trainer. So I work out with them a couple of times a week and then, um, uh, what else? I just added a boot camp the last couple of months. So just again, like a couple steps forward, evaluate, um, but not on the level that I was, you know, in the past and just like really letting myself rest and not beating myself up about that. I mean, that's one thing I've had to do, like, just if I need to sleep, if I need to say no to something, um, stopping, stop judging myself for all that. And then reading has kind of come and gone. I've had a couple of good months where I could read a lot like I used to, which were, was amazing, but then then it just goes away. <laughs> and I, so just like being okay with it and hoping it comes back. Um, yeah. So it's, it's hard. Sometimes you can focus and concentrate on reading and still sometimes you cannot. Oh yeah. Like and goes. yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, heart really, it's only been a couple months that I've been able to read like I used to. Sometimes I'll just pick it up and try. So like, you know, and so that's where like setting challenges, like, okay, I'm just going to try to read 10 pages, but yeah, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I've just had to really learn to like <laughs> give up a lot and, and be okay with it and try again later. So acceptance of what is has been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still not very happy about it, but yeah. Yeah. And, and just yeah. also connecting with friends. So, I mean, I've just had to read you know, um, I've reconnected with a couple of friends from my past and that's been really great. So just like really, again, just being present in the moment, like I use this app, Marco Polo to, um, 
it's like, instead of texting, it's just voice and video. So I use that a lot with friends that don't live here and some that do. And so that just like on my daily commute. So like that, just those check-ins and that connectedness, like that, that was something during COVID that helped a lot too. Um, but just continuing that. So just like those kind of connections and like friend connections, going out to dinner, going to dance classes with a friend, going to work out with friends, walking. Um, I walk at lunch with friends and that's really nice. So just like fresh air, going slow, like all of those kind of lifelong things that we, I probably maybe would have had to learn in 20 or 30 or 40 years, but I'm having to learn it now um, and adapt. So, I mean, that's what I feel like. I feel like a retired old woman who's not retired. Like <laughs> I sew and I nap and I read, well, I read when I can, but yeah, it's just slowing down for sure. And just like spending more time with my kids that, you know, I think in the past, you know, I'd go to meetings or go to networking, like again, that striving and that connections and that shooting all over myself and going for, you know, money and all those things that were well and good, but letting, letting that go and just kind of focusing on what's in front of me for right now and being okay with that. Cause I've done all those things and it, it's kind of lost its luster too, because, you know, like with COVID, like a lot of people, you know, the things that we used to do on a daily basis, you know, it's changed. I think a lot of people have adapted and changed and maybe it's back to where it used to be for a lot of people, but that kind of stuff doesn't even sound like fun to me anymore, <laughs> other than like missing people that I would see there. Yeah. I, I don't know, I, like putting myself out there, like none of that sounds fun anymore. Not attractive or appealing anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like really change our perspective on things, can't it? <laughs> it can. It can. Yeah, it really, really can. So if you had one, just one, I mean, you've, you've shared so many slices of wisdom here, but if you had a chance to say one resounding message to people out there today, what would it be? Do you think? Um, I think one of the things that's helped me the most from personal development is to really get clear on how you want to feel. So instead of those outward goals of, you know, whatever, make a hundred thousand dollars, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever the, whatever the thing is. So kind of like the idea of the word of the year, but even going deeper beyond that. And there's a book that is the whole premise of this called the desire map by Danielle Laporte, but really like getting really crystal clear on how you want to feel, because a lot of the time you look at the goal you want, and then you can just ask, well, why do you want that? well, to do this. Well, why do you want that? Why, you, you know, why do you want that? Like, maybe it's to get married. Well, why do you want to get married to, you know, and maybe it's to be safe or maybe it's to feel peace or maybe it's to feel wanted, you know, and then looking at how you can create that in your life for yourself. So that's something that you can change, you know, depending on the season that you're in. But I think that that's really helpful is getting clear on how you want to feel. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So instead of looking thinking about it as a tangible goal, right? what's the emotion or the underwriting feeling that you want, you think you will have in the attainment of it, right? Right, because then it can change what you're going for. So say it's peace, you know, one day peace is getting up and hitting those 10,000 steps. One day peace is laying in bed and watching Netflix all day, you know? So it's really like, what will make me feel this in the moment or for long-term, you know? then you can change it based on, based on your mood or the world or whatever. I love um, my, cause I'm a goal, you know, I've set goals and I da 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 tangible goals. Things sure. like that too. But when I started studying the Abraham Hicks work, 
And they, they shared that all of us have the desire for freedom, growth, and joy. I thought, oh, so if every day we just thought, okay, how can I feel free today? How can I feel like I'm growing? And how can I experience joy? Like you said, that could look like a million different things. Right. That's the path we're on. It's, it's all good, right? It, maybe right. it's petting the cat today and having a quieter day, or maybe it's getting out there and, you know, serving food at a, at a soup kitchen, or maybe it's yeah. you know, creating a new webinar to put in the funnel online for, you know, whatever it is. But if it feels like it's freedom, if it feels like growth or joy, then according to the work, we're on, on a great path, you know, and I thought that just opened my brain wider too. Yeah. Well, it makes it easy too, right? I think it makes it more easier too, because I think sometimes we make it so hard or what should my goal be? And it's like, if it's, if that's your simple goal is to feel the way you want to feel or to be joyful or to find freedom, like that really just like, it's like the child with the pebble, right. Or the caterpillar, it really just like shuts it all down makes it all quiet and like why are we trying to make this so hard like because when you like bring it down to that base level it makes it makes it really simple to make decisions you know it does for sure so one of the things I hear a lot from women is that they when they get to midlife they think it's too late for them it's too late for them to change they're too old they're too this they're too that or whatever and and they feel very resigned to where they're at and what what would you say to that? I'd say that's bullshit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can I say that? Um, I, I think you can. I, I think you can. I love, I the real it. podcast right yeah. here. We're saying the BS <laughs> here. Yes. <laughs> I've always loved having examples of women. You know, I, I like to look for people that have done something I want to do. You know, like yeah. Oprah ran marathon. I'd never thought about running a marathon. I saw, well, Oprah ran a marathon. I read her book and I thought, well, she can do it. I mean, I don't have trainers or money or whatever, but she can do it. I can do it. Like I like to have people to look after. So I love the stories where it's like, you know, Vera Wang was whatever age when she made her first wedding dress or sold it. You know, Maya Angelou was so old whenever she wrote her first book, you know, all these like famous people. I love hearing that because it's like, oh my gosh, I could do that in, tw- you know, like yeah. We, we have no clue or the idea of like I, my a friend of mine her grandma is like in her 90s lives in a retirement village and is like living her best life and her best friends at this place are people she just met like when she was 90 like we have no idea what's in store for us right or how our lives will change I mean with one illness or one death or a layoff yeah. or you know things that happen to people every single day or a pandemic or whatever like our lives can completely change by no cause of our own. And so, you know, we have to be able to, we'll have to be able to pivot whether we want to or not, you know, we're all going to have things thrown at us. So I think again, being open to it. And I I think one thing, since I have made a lot of different life choices, you know, and haven't just been on like one career path and I've had a couple surprise kids along the way, you know, like, I don't know. I, I think adapting to it's good. And before the podcast, you had a question about like women, I think like what women in our lives had taught us, like my, um, my mom's mom, she was widowed pretty young and she had six kids. And I mean, her kids were almost grown. My mom was the youngest and the senior in high school, but you know, she'd been a stay at home mom with six kids, you know, back in the fifties and sixties. And then she went back to college 
got finished her degree and then like traveled Europe by herself and, you know, built a cabin by herself. Like all these things, like, right. Yeah. Just like people figure it out. And so I think I've always had that in my head that, yeah, don't be scared. Like, I think our best years are always ahead of us. Right. And I think it's true what they say as we get older, you do get more confident in who you are and you really start giving a crap less about what people think about you. Like you really only want to be around people that want to be around you. Like, again, you let the bullshit go. Like life's too short, like spend time with people that like light you up and make you feel safe or peaceful or joyful or free or whatever you want to feel, but like stop with all the other stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it's exciting. I do too. I love, I love aging. I love the possibilities of the future. And I like you, I love to turn to examples of, you know, who's done what or whatever later in their lives. Uh, you know, Louise Hay, one of my, my heroes in the personal development world. I mean, she's basically credited with starting the self-help movement. Now there, there's debate about that. I mean, a lot of people were doing some of the same things, right. before, but whatever, she was like 50. You know, she learned, oh, self-help and started this whole thing out of her house, garage, wrote books, sold books out of her garage. I mean, you know, and turned it into this multi-million dollar, you know, publishing company that, that continues to help people today. And she's, she lived into her nineties and lived well and happily. And, uh, you know, I don't know, she's been dead for, I don't know, six, seven years, maybe, but the impact she has had is going to live on forever. I mean, right. she didn't start till she was 50. Right. And we have no that, idea like that part of her life, you know? So yeah, we have no idea what will be created. I mean, the whole idea of like what we even did before the internet or social media or apps or, you know, the idea that we could create the next thing or be involved in the next, you know, possibilities are endless. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So um, you've kind of answered this, I guess, but I was thinking, um, you know, what would bring you the greatest sense of peace and hope as you move into the later years of your life? But you sort of answered it, but is there anything else you want to add to that? Thanks. I think just feeling secure, um, you know, whether that's financial security or that time freedom, you know, I mean, honestly, just if my people are healthy and well, you know, and that's, that's really all, all it comes down to anymore for me. Like, I just want people to be mentally and physically well and doing what they want to be doing, um, and enjoying their time on earth. Yes. Yes. So you mentioned sewing also. So that's another creative, uh, yeah. Yeah, do you do? do? I mean, I, I started cross-stitching when I was, I don't know, probably under 10. My mom's a sewer and my grandma was a sewer. And um, so yeah, cross-stitch, I've made quilts, I knit. So I, and I kind of go through phases with that. I've always gone through phases where I'll do it for a while and stop. So I do like subversive cross-stitching. So I have like little Christmas ornaments right now and like frame pieces and things like that. So just like a creative outlet and funny stuff and some of it, you know, samplers, like I love the old fashioned samplers and things, but I make them and then I don't know what to do with them. So <laughs> sometimes I sell them or I need them to get framed and um, yeah, but it's, it's a fun outlet. And when I can't read and things, that's, that's something fun I can do. Like while the, you know, 
sitting with the family or when they're watching TV, I can just kind of do it or ball games. My kids are in lots of sports. So I have lots of, lots of hours of ball games to sit at. So you should usually read, but if I can't read also, so yeah. So do you, I mean, you're looking at, you're, you're talking to someone who, if she sews a button on that's fallen off, she feels like she's done something that's sewing. Hey, that's a lot I mean, of my sewing skills. <laughs> anyway, but do you, so do you sell your stuff? Did you say or no? I do. Yeah. I have like an Instagram page. So I sell it there and I'm, a friend of mine owns a hair salon here in Lawrence. I'm actually taking some there for her to sell. And I've sold them downtown here off and on through the years at different stores. So, yeah. So where can people look at your, uh, look at your products? Um, on Instagram, it's called subversive Sue stitches. And then I also share it on my personal page a lot too, which is just Amy Rose Carrillo. So we can probably link those and there's still a little bit of time for custom orders. If you, if you need anything for the holidays, it's kind of fun. Okay. Wonderful. Well, gosh, is there anything else you want to share? No, I just appreciate that you're doing this podcast. And I think I can share that you were my coach. Um, soon after Cindy and I met, I hired her as my coach and invested money with her that I am so glad I did because right off the bat, I actually found some notes from our time together the other day. I was organizing and cleaning, which you also helped me organize and clean, which is a funny story. But um, <laughs> I found some notes from our time together. And I mean, right off the bat, you you taught me the whole idea of like, carrying I had a lot of a lot of stuff in my head that I was worried about and you're like why don't you go pick up some rocks and write things on each rock and then carry that around with you and just like the weight of thinking about doing that like how stupid that would be of like wait why am I choosing to hold on to this stuff so um, I'm just grateful for you that you've come into my life and taught me a lot and always just been a beacon of joy and you know, I've learned a lot from you and I just love to see how your business has evolved and what you're sharing with the world because it's, it's great stuff and you've created a really great community. So thank you for letting me be part of it. Oh, oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> it was absolutely my total joy and pleasure to, to work with you in that way. And, and, uh, you know, I, I admire you so much and I attended some of your, uh, circles that women's circles you did yeah. back years ago and those were so I mean powerful experiences as well and you've just brought so much joy to my life too I appreciate your friendship as well and just all your professional um you know perspective on things too so thank you so much and thanks for being here today Amy took time out of her busy work day her lunch time <laughs> to this today and so I just can't thank you enough really it's just been pure joy having you here so thank you so much you're welcome thank you for everything oh and thank you all for listening I cannot tell you how many nuggets I wrote down from listening to Amy so um a couple days from now on Friday you can hear the wrap-up uh, episode where I will share some of those slices of wisdom that we got from Amy today. And if I can be of further service to you in any way, please go to cindydwitmer.com. Thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you again soon.